This is the World Industrial News for Tuesday, November 29th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part three of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Uh, I mentioned that it's $550 billion, and of that, um, we understand that around $65 billion is going straight into that power and grid sector. Um, And I can break these down um, a little bit later in our conversation, but for now, what's most important to remember is that this is new money for resiliency, reliability, to address the outages, uh, the drought, resilience, all of these other issues that have been Um, plaguing our nation with the intensity and severity of climate change. Awesome. Thank you for that, Mona. And and Pat, I guess following that, I'll turn it over to you. Why why is this bill so important to our power grid? And what are some of the benefits of this upgraded grid? I think this bill's primary importance is the scope there aren't very many people within the power industry that don't know what we have to do and actually how we have to do it. There have been presentations at our various PUCs for a number of years on what will happen as we get higher and higher percentage of renewables. We knew there was instability coming. What we didn't design for necessarily was the sudden change of these weather events. So that's really what's really important is that this is a glo- this is a problem that stretches across the United States. So a small scope project couldn't handle it. You know, you can build a new power station in areas where you need power and dispatchable power, but then you have to deal with the environmental issues of that, and that's a fairly uh, I won't say distracting, but it's a fairly significant uh, project. On the other hand, if we looked at the whole thing in totality, we can see how these things all influence and affect each other. In addition to the three things I named on the grid itself, and Mona brings up a very good point, is that it's connected to water, to sewer, to transportation. I mean, if you decide you're going to charge a million cars in the San Francisco Bay Area, the question comes in, where do you get the where do you get the power? And how do you get the power into the batteries that the cars need? This is a very large scope project. So what's really gonna happen, and we see it happening already, is that we're going to be upgrading the intelligence of the grid. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. A 20-year sales and purchase agreement related to liquefied natural gas from a new facility proposed for Port Arthur, Texas, puts the project one step closer to reality, the developer said. Semper Energy said it expects to make a final investment decision on the first phase of a liquefaction facility at Port Arthur during the first quarter of 2023. With the newly minted sales agreement for 5 million tons of LNG per year with ConocoPhillips, the FID looks promising.
Industrial Info is tracking nearly $6 billion worth of projects under construction in Utah, covering a broad array of industries and sizes. Thanks to a large airport redevelopment project, the industrial manufacturing industry leads the state in terms of project value, followed by the metals and minerals industry. The U.S. has eased sanctions on Venezuela by allowing Chevron Corporation to export its oil production from the South American country to the U.S. And the Philippines Department of Energy has amended its Renewable Energy Act of 2008, allowing foreign entities to enjoy full ownership of solar and wind projects across the nation. The change was fueled by strong interest from both local and foreign investors in the Philippines' renewable energy development, particularly for offshore wind. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.